Welcome to the Shoot the Breeze podcast with your host Vinny, Rob and Nello. This podcast contains strong language throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody and welcome to episode number 92 of the Shoot the Breeze podcast. Um, do we know who won, like, who won the thing? I'm I think Nello sure might know. have won. I think Nello might have won because I think people just saw Django and got excited. And I don't that's, think... that, that's, that's why I think he won as well. I think yeah, it was I, probably I, the Hobbit. Codeline and... vote for Vinny. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my you, boys, you know, like, you absolutely my boys stick together. Yeah, your boys, you run the fucking Instagram account. <laughs> I, I beg your pardon. I do not. We all have, we all have access to that. So I, I saw that as well. And I was like, who calls me Vin? And I was like, Steve calls me Vin. And Matt, like they actually all kind of do look so, yeah. One of the main thing is, I I should have cracked out the Chandelier Sessions account and fucking gave myself a nice little vote and said it was John or Joey. Yeah, well, obviously, like my me voting for myself and Nello voting for himself don't count, like, yeah, no, Um, they don't, but I'm pretty sure Nello got the uh, got the win, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you only get you only got it because of Django, man, everything else was like questionable, like. Yeah, it was and, a weak yeah. list. Well, yours was obviously weaker. My list was fucking really? glass. Oh, you know, yeah, Rob's was, was definitely the weakest. <laughs> mine was the bong hole. Mine was the best list. Mine was all balanced list, I feel, personally. I'm pretty sure that somebody even said, like, Nello, because his is more balanced. <laughs> yeah, but Nello's wasn't balanced. <laughs> Very balanced. I had Les Mis, I had Django, and I had The Hobbit in it. And Safe House. Yeah, The Hobbit's shit. Well, no, it's not really. It's just not as good as the other ones. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, the other three I, films. I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. Uh, so we, we could probably do something like that again, just pick another year. It was a good year for movies. It was um, a good year. We could, we could put it out as a suggestion to our peoples and see if they have a year they want us to do, or we can. Yeah. Like, I just pulled 2012 out of my arse, but I know it was a good year. Like, but there's, uh, yeah. there's some really good years. 2007 was a great year for films. I'm pretty sure we've had just a bit of a bad run the last couple of years. Not a bad yeah. one. Like, yeah. I reckon, Vinny, you picked that music documentary, which is very niche. And that's why you lost. Yeah. That's a cracking film, though. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking great documentary. But, like, yeah, it's not a lot of people have seen it, like, you know. Very um, few. I didn't need, I've never heard of it. And pretty much all I do is watch films. So. But you want to watch it, so. <laughs> yeah, you, if you want to get on this, it's fucking, it's good. Um, I've been watching uh, the new season of Reeling in the Ears on RTE. Uh, have, you, oh. have you watched any of this? No. I haven't actually seen any of it, now. What time is that? It's on Sundays at like eight o'clock or something. I, I just record it and I just I just literally just uh, watched it like uh, earlier on. Um, you can start watching it on a Sunday on the RT player and you might finish it by the following Sunday. No, they're only half an hour long. Yeah, but the RT player is just a joke. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. you just like just record it or just watch it like as yeah. it comes out? Uh, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's like it's starting from. 2010 uh, and it's two episodes in there so I think it's still like I was listening to like the producer of it 
well, the guy that kind of created it, like, um, back in like the whatever the eighties or something, I think was the first time it was it was out. Like, um, but he was saying that they're still like editing footage and stuff like that, and they're still making episodes. Like, so I think they must be going right up to to twenty twenty. I'm assuming they probably do it in like ten year chunks. Are um, they still? Um, are they still using like just classically? written in the years like subtitles and like the title oh yeah yeah the, the, yeah, the, the text is still the exact same like you know oh, you gotta love uh, it you yeah the text that. the text is the exact same for those that don't know what the, for those from not from Ireland that are listening to this podcast really in the years is basically a show where they go through all like it's basically it's all montage or it's all like clips basically news clips and clips from sporting events and TV shows and stuff like that that were big that year like you know in ireland uh, or kind of global events like you know big mm. kind of global events things and just news things and basically they compress the whole year down to like a half an hour and they pick like part like the, the music that they use is like tracks that came out that year either from irish bands or from just big songs of that year like you know uh, and yeah and the new season's out now at the moment and they're they're it's all going through like the the IMF bailout and uh, yeah, all that kind of fun stuff happening in Ireland, and then like the, the Fukushima like disaster over in Japan, and that Jeez, I, like, that's I, 2010. The 2016 episode now should be go crack. No, that was that, that was 2011. The Fukushima thing was 2011. Yeah, uh, and then remember, I kind of forgot about it, but I, like as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh Jesus, dear, I remember that. Remember that fucking lunatic that like that went on that killing spree in Norway and killed like fucking sixty nine kids at like a youth camp on an island? What the fuck? I have n- I never heard about that. What? Films made everything, Rob. I do not recall that at all. As it when you when you start talking there, I thought you were about to say the lunatics that done the thing in London. What was uh, the name? Anders. Anders. Something. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, wasn't it? It, they, they don't they don't say his name on on reading in the ears they it just basically goes because he let off like a car bomb first uh, in know. Oslo and yeah. then and that killed, yeah that killed yeah. eight people and injured 200 people and then he took like a fucking boat across to this like island where there was like a youth camp on and yeah. murdered That's 69 people you played a film about that uh, it was quite a decent film actually is there a film about? Is it about yeah, catching him? I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, you'll know him when you see him. He was moaning about because in Norway, I think he only got like twenty-five years or some bullshit because the laws in Norway, and he was giving out about the solitary confinement and his human rights and didn't have a TV and he didn't get best food and all this. He went over to a, a Labour Party youth weekend camping weekend. All the like yeah. young politicians, and okay, he's just yeah. a big right winger. He he released a manifesto as well. Of yeah, I like I, I, I kind of yeah, like I remember it happening. I remember reading about it in the news and stuff. And at the time, being like, Jesus, that's awful. But you kind of forget some of these things, or you forget the kind of years this like that all this shit kind of happened. Like, <clears throat> like the first time, like a serving monarch like visited and was in 2011 when the queen visited and then two days later Barack Obama and Michelle Obama flew over 
And I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't realize that that like I remember about those events, but that they were like back to back with each other, like and all that sort of stuff. And like his limo getting like beached coming out of the American embassy and stuff like that. Like, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> the, the beast. Did you just yeah, go to see him or did you just I went to see him? I was I was working with my brother at the time and I remember just I think we just went back to my folks after lunch and we were watching it on the yeah. on the telly. Uh, I think someone yeah. like fucking Roy Seven or someone played at that. Someone yeah. someone decent, wheeled, it's like they wheeled someone off Grafton Street or something that was busking. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you was yeah. a little going on there. Do you know what it was probably the Coronas, now that I actually think about it. <laughs> Nothing quite yeah. says that like, you know, give Danny a fucking gig. Yeah. It was uh yeah, no, it's good. So I recommend anybody um give it a watch. It's kind of nostalgia. Um but it's like, yeah, it's it's not that long ago. Like it's only like history from ten years ago, like you know, so it's yeah. kind of mad seeing quite modern stuff. Cause like really in the years has always just been mad fucking eighties and nineties nostalgia stuff, like whereas like now it's like Fuck 2010. That's not that long ago, like you know. That long ago, but it is also so long. When you think of the films we went through last week, like, and you think about like Django to me doesn't feel like it came out nearly ten years ago. Like, no, no, definitely not. No, at all. Yeah. Just well, neither does, like for neither does like the Dark Knight Rises. Like you know, that doesn't feel like it came yeah. out ten years ago. Like you know. Yeah. True. That's actually one I need to rewatch. I saw it's weird we were talking about it last week because I saw did you see there's they've been publicizing uh, the last scene of the Dark Knight Rises or it's either the first or the last scene it's the one with, with the statue of Batman in it that Chris Renolan shaped it like the Joker smile as a uh, tribute to Heath Ledger. No, I didn't see it. So, no. Yeah, so when they unveil when they unveil the Batman statue, he's covered in like a purple cloak because the Joker's colors. And okay. then he, he had all his cast and crew, he, all his crew, like all lined up as the policeman in the smile. And someone someone placed uh, Joker's face over it and it's like a perfect kind of outline of, his, of it. So it was like supposed to be like a like a nod to him at the start of the movie, oh, or the end of the movie. Okay. As like a nod to Heat Ledger. Yeah, I must like keep an eye out for that the next time I watch it. Like, yeah. I kind of watch, watch all those, like those three Nolan no ones, like, in a row, every so every couple of years, just watch all three of them. Like they're fucking yeah. so good. Oh, they're class. They are class. Although I watched The Dark Knight a couple of months ago, and I forgot. You forget when you watch it, right? Or when you're about to watch it, you forget how long it is. Because like you forget, it's essentially mm. like two or it's like two films in one film. Like you get to the point where, uh, like you forget the whole. I forgot the whole boat scene thing actually happened when I was rewatching it. And that's like a oh, yeah, hour with the, of the movie, like with the prisoners on one boat and yeah, and civilians on the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always forget about that part of it, every, but it's good. It's a great movie. It's one of the yeah. best. Solid, solid movie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this whole uh, this whole super league stuff now is it? That's all kind of <laughs> fucked off now, is it? Everybody like has done an abrupt U turn on, on, yeah, on the whole thing. Barcelona, Real Madrid and Juventus are still technically in it well the thing is right I'm not I'm not defending the idea of the Super League but it, a couple of weeks ago one of the lads sent into our WhatsApp group which was a change in the structure of the Champions League 
and yeah. it wasn't confirmed. It was only muted, uh, like ch- potential changes. Yeah. Um, but that got voted on on Friday and was due to be announced on Monday. Mm. And these top 10 clubs or these, whatever they want to call themselves, 12 clubs, announced their idea basically before the UEFA got to announce what they were going to do. But UEFA are starting a Champions League in 2024. That's essentially a 36-team league. And it looks like you're going to play more matches. So it, it, it now it's starting to look like those big 12 clubs were kind of like, well, fuck UEFA. We're going to have our own league that we'll get our television rights from and fuck them kind of thing. Yeah, but I don't mind the fact that they're extending the amount of teams in Champions League if it's going to spread the money around more. But yeah, but it's going to extend the amount of games your team has to play in a season. So you're going to have like the whole. What pissed me off the most about quite that? Quite huge amount. We'll play four or five games. It's it's like ten games in the group stages. Depends how many groups they have. There's no groups. It's a league. Well, they're doing league table, are they? 36 team league table, and then the top 16 teams in it, buddy, and go into the quarter, go into the last 16, and then it goes into so how do you down. pick which teams you play? You're not going to be playing 35 teams. This is the thing you play 10 games, so it's a, it's a real complex fucking way of doing it or whatever. So, so it looks like just really badly timed, a badly timed thing on behalf of the uh of those owners because what they could have done was they could have let UEFA have their piece of news and then they could have came out and said actually we are going to put this forward as an alternate to that because that makes no sense but they didn't they tried to drop this bombshell and got absolutely fucking lambasted for it if there was ever a group of men who misread a room oh Jesus Christ it was it's unbelievable like I had no I literally heard about I think on Monday or Sunday some of the lads were chatting about it in our like lads WhatsApp group about the Super League thing, and like three or four of them were having a conversation. Me like, oh, it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. And then literally two days later, it's all over. <laughs> You're just like, fuck me. There was such a reaction yeah. on like Monday morning or whatever. Um, yeah, it really, they really shot themselves. Like it, they shot themselves in the foot because, like, I think the only people that it looks like the only people that were actually in favor of this were the owners of the clubs. Like it, it doesn't yeah. seem like they told anybody. It doesn't seem like they even had discussions with their, like, with their CEO, with their, I don't know what football directors or or CEOs, whatever they, whatever the chairmans in football clubs. Like, yeah. I'm assuming they had to be involved, but it really doesn't feel like they were. Maldini is the uh, he's on the board of directors of AC Said he had. So, like, Jurgen Klopp hadn't got a fucking clue about it either. No. So yeah. that's pretty mad. Like, like the, the manager, like, or the fucking the manager, like, head coach, like, doesn't know about a big, massive decision where his players are going to have to be playing more games. And like, like, surely then, like, that, just from like thinking of like a stamina and like an injuries point of view. You're stretching your team very thin then. Like if all of a sudden yeah. you have a whole other competition where you're going to have to play a whole other whatever, 10 games or maybe maybe it was less. But still, yeah. like you know, I know that the season is pretty extensive as is like at the moment. And then you're just adding mm-hmm. in another competition for all these teams to play. And like unless yeah. you're going to have like literally like 
two or three different teams. Like you're going to have like a second yeah. string team. Like but that was the point. Like, what it looks like has happened though. It looks like all these teams got together and we're like, right, we're going to have the, we have this idea, right? And we're going to leak out a press team that this is our intention to try do this. And then some person in PR just went, fuck it, lads. We're starting a league. It's starting next year. All the teams are in it. This is going to be a great idea. And then literally everybody was like, wait a fucking second. What do you mean next year? Like, when is this starting? Is this going to start in the summer? Is it going to start in... Like, there was, there was this... The way the statement was released was like, this is the Super League. It's going to be this. And it's happening. And everyone was like, you can't just change, like that kind of shit overnight, like at least UEFA are saying about changing the Champions League, but like 2024 is when we're going to implement this. So we'll have all the necessary meetings, have all the necessary boxes ticked when this happens. This thing sounded like it was happening next, so like, I'm exaggerating, but next week, like, but, but it, it actually was. sounds like... People, people left their jobs in UEFA to start their jobs in the Super League. Ed Woodward quit his job in UEFA. Chief Executive of Juventus quit his job in UEFA. So they really did think exactly. that this was going to be a fucking goer. Like they really yeah. did. Like yeah, th- like that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, behind. Yeah, so like it obviously was going on for a while because it was quite far down the road, and it was all just thrown behind closed well, they, doors. And then all of a sudden, when the announcement they, came, this two. What? What? And then we talked about this two years ago, the Super League. And it got right, shot okay. down very quick then as well. Yeah. It, but it does, it does, like the teams are coming out now and I don't, I don't necessarily believe what they're saying, but some of the teams are coming out saying uh, like, oh, we thought we were only in discussions and we thought this. It's like bullshit. Like there was, it's such a fucking strong statement that someone in your yes. club knew what they were doing. Like someone at some level knew exactly what this was. They just chose not to tell anybody or not to communicate the idea. Florence Pino Perez came out yesterday and said, oh, no, um, everybody has signed up. It's too late to go back on it now. Every, the, all the wheels are in motion. And you're just like, well, clearly not. Man City and Chelsea, who don't really need the money, were the first two to back out. And then everybody else bailed. Yeah. yeah. Barcelona need the money. Yeah. 3.5 billion quid each, weren't they? They were going, no, each year they would get over 300 million guaranteed. Wow. Hmm. And like, how were they able to guarantee those figures? Was that just from like, they obviously like from just TV rights or? Yeah, TV rights. But they, they were going to look after the TV rights themselves. Like Gary Neville was saying on Monday Night Football, they would have got like a streaming service and charged you a pound a game. But most yeah, of you yeah. Asia, most of Africa would be watching these games so you're going to earn two, three hundred million a week anyway yeah the, yeah, the thing yeah. is it's very Americanized way of doing business and I like I had a lot That's of questions at least at 11pm because it was 6 o'clock US time yeah it felt like to me as well it felt like um, oh what was I going to say it was like they they had like I there would have had to be a cap. That, like there couldn't, you couldn't have just had one team buying and buying all these players. And there's also, I watched a video recently by uh, the Athletic on a channel called uh, TIFO. T-I-F-O. It's really good. They make really good videos based on uh, different news articles. And they had one about uh, 
Colombian football in like the 60s or 50s and they done this thing where they migrated a league essentially and just made up their own league because of all the corruption. And if you do that, you can then, you're not obliged by FIFA or UEFA. So you can then sign whoever the fuck you want and just tell them, we'll give you 12 million quid a year, come and play with us. And like, it doesn't matter because they're, you would have got banned from playing for your country if you played for these teams in the Super League. So they would have operated outside the jurisdiction of the governing bodies. So you could have yeah. really signed whoever you wanted, like, but they would have had to implement some kind of cap in the same way they do in the NBA, where like you probably have a hundred million quid for your team for the year or whatever, and then you're allowed to spend a percentage of it on one player or two players, and then you have to fill the rest of your roster out. Like it would have been a weird concept way of playing football because there's no feeder system into it. Then like no one could get relegated. So it was just yeah. the same teams all the time. Like that's like that 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 was my kind of thing that I was looking at. Like I was just like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot because then they're like, obviously it's it, like, it's basically a very elitist kind of competition. Like, you know, and only like these top clubs like that have all this money or whatever. So it's kind of devaluing the whole other league then because like what happens to all the other teams yeah. then that are in the UK, it's basically just like kind of you're starving them. Like if you're just saying, right, this is the new show in town, but yeah, it's only going to be these 12 or 14 teams. Like, you know, you're starving um, them on them out of the water as well, because there's no way they can compete with the money. So they'll get the best players they get the best facilities, the best stadiums, and you'll, just, you'll never get a look in again. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's and, and, they basically, yeah. Yeah. Just, like, thank God it didn't fucking go ahead, but I, like, look, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Like fucking Sky Sports were like, this is a disgrace. Uh, this is a joke. No one's thinking about the little man here. No one's thinking about this. And we're just going to take an advertising break now with all of our ads paid for by like Boyle Sports, Paddy Power, Betfair. It's like, okay, and like, and to be fair, like, like, they're not with Sky Sports aren't that clean because you have to pay for Sky Sports, like, you know, so it's kind of like a bit like pot calling the kettle black, like, you know, because this happened. With Sky Sports yeah. in 1990, they changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, like, like. yeah, it used to be all on like BBC and stuff like that, all like free to air yeah. stuff. Like, and then it's literally just bought, like put behind a paywall. Like, and then they're like, it, like, I, I, I don't agree with the the whole it being very elite, elitist, like and kind of only small amount of teams. But for Sky to kind of be like, oh, you're going to put it behind a paywall or whatever. And like, you're like, what well, the fans are going to have to pay for another sort of subscription. You're just kind of like, you can't really take the moral high ground on this. You are a no. subscription TV, like network, like, you know. They use the pandemic to charge people 15 quid a game to watch their fucking teams playing. Like literally five weeks ago or six weeks ago. Yeah. So and that's why, like, that's why they let Gary Neville and uh, Jamie Carragher and all that have an absolute two-hour rant because yeah. they weren't included in the in the TV rights or the deals to show any Super League games. Don't get me wrong. I still am delighted it didn't go ahead. But the only reason Sky was so annoyed, it wasn't to do with the football getting left. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it's it's just the table. Yeah, because they, they were basically gonna like this was gonna be either a could have could have been a massive thing or it could have flopped, but people are obviously gonna watch it because it's all the best teams. So they were just pissed off that they weren't in the fucking 
in the in the room, like you know, they weren't on. They weren't lost. Uh, what did they lose? Did, did they lose most of the Champions League games to BT? Yeah, already. Yep, they did. Like, like Rupert Murdoch owns them. <laughs> like, let's not get carried away. They're just as bad as everyone else. The whole thing has actually made me be more interested in when life resumes going to actual Irish matches because a few years we're doing that already ranches last year is we're going to see yeah, bowls and going we went to a couple of bowls games I will be going to a lot more though in the future yeah I'm that's what I'm thinking of like it made me really think like Jesus there's Irish football is on its knees and it could probably do with a few of us that have like that are in the age where you can kind of go comfortably by yourself or you know like like when I was a kid I didn't really like going to them matches because all my mates were going to kick the head off other people I wasn't really <laughs> a fan of uh, going to Rovers matches and having fights singing uh, fucking songs and all but now yeah. like I actually would be up for going to matches and having a few points on a Friday and actually like seeing the value of where your fucking 10 quid or 20 quid for your tickets actually going would be quite enjoyable yeah I think so going forward yeah. like you're right. That's the plan, anyway. Worry, Vinny. I'll go and see your boys if I'm still living here when they open the stadium as well. Yeah, well, like at least it'll show be Leinster like, from the window. Yeah, well, at least it'll be like an entertaining game to watch. Like you know, some good quality. <laughs> like you know, I can't say the same for whatever bows or shells or whatever. You've never been to a bows game, so you don't know. Yeah, some but like, I like sportsmanship. Yeah, I'd like how like. What, what do many of them play for Ireland? Like, no, they don't. Well, there you go. <laughs> and Ireland are brutal. Like, Ireland are brutal. <laughs> no, yeah, but like, actually, in fairness, though, Stephen Kenny does even... use a few of them, doesn't he? Yeah, but they're very nasty. That's the thing. They're very <laughs> uh, To be fair, no, that wouldn't be hard. Like, <laughs> in fairness, though, right? I, I, had a, I had a thought today that I think is, is quite. Like, I don't know if it's just me thinking because of all this shit that's going on, right? Like, you're not, like, you know, Nello, you watch a lot of football, so you might actually have an opinion on this that's different to what I'm about to say. But, like, you're kind of going to football to see, like, you know, the the emotions of a deadlock being broken or a goal being scored and that camaraderie of, like, having friends that are the fans of the same team and all this kind of stuff and giving each other shit and everything. So, does the level change it? You know what I mean? Like, if you're going... The fucking bows every Friday and watching a load of lads playing, or you go to shells and you watch a team, and it's still the same highs and lows. And yeah. the beautiful game, for example, is kind of a bit of bullshit, like because you're only going for the emotions of the high impact moments. Like, well, like I also enjoy the tactical side of it. Yeah, and the different, like the positions and uh, eat, like. The way you set your team up makes you play differently. Like, I'll go out and I'll watch an under-18s game or uh, I'll go to Ireland under-19s games and stuff like that. Set, yeah. It's good quality football and I'll still enjoy it as much. Don't get me wrong. I like going to a stadium full of, like, 10,000, 20, 30,000 people. Brilliant. But I'm just as happy on a sideline with 50 people watching a game. Ball doesn't bother me. Yeah, and you can actually, because like for me, I've become quite a casual fan of football because just with working in the airport, I, I like lost my weekends for about nine years. And I just never prioritized the time to sit down. Like, so I'm still a Liverpool fan by what I built up 
in my early years and teenage years, like, so I'd still stick with them and have a look. But like, it's just, this all felt really dirty <laughs> the last weekend. Like it all just felt a bit like, oh, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd rather give my money to, uh, to clubs that need it now than be kind of buying Liverpool jerseys or buying all this shit. Now I could just be extreme. Like I was thinking of going to these games anyway, but like, Definitely when things get back, I want to sack on to a few more kind of League of Ireland matches and just kind of, or like even going down the road and watching a Leinster match or something, just to kind yeah. of see live sports and see what that's like for a while and make live sports like an actual part of their life. Like, you know that way? Yep. Which I don't think we yeah. have the option for football here. Like, Exactly. Yeah, well, like I can't like praise going to like a rugby game enough. Like it's, it's fucking great, like you know, whether it's in Lansdowne Road, uh, like the Aviva, or it's or you're in, uh, uh, yeah, the Aviva, or you're in, or you're at the RDS, like for a Lancer game. It's the either or. They're fucking, it's brilliant, like you know, just that atmosphere, mm. like you know, um, that you get, and plus you can have a couple of points at rugby games, and I don't think you can at football games. <laughs> I don't find Leinster games as exciting as going to an Ireland game. I love going to Six Nations games, but I like Leinster. Does it's the I think it's the type of people at Leinster game. Don't get me wrong. Not yeah, all, not all of them are like that, but there is those. Well, like it's it's for, like I suppose it's it'd be like the same for me going to like. A Bowser or a Shells game and like those fucking football casual hooligan stone stone like whatever stone island wearing people like you know <laughs> those kind of do my head in like you know whereas like I'd much rather just go and just watch a fucking game whereas all those lads fucking acting their hard jaws like you know so it's kind of the same <laughs> except it's like very similar it, but it, it's like we, different ends of society essentially is what you're looking yeah, at completely, like, you know? because like at, at no point in a rugby game would you ever feel like that your life is in danger <laughs> or that you're about to get your head kicked in like you know Do you know what's weird though uh, the people who attend rugby games probably have a bigger impact on your life being in danger than the stone island wearing lads in bows or in shells like they're probably high profile bankers that actually can make terrible life decisions and force them upon you. Oh yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah, but you're not going to leave a Leinster game with a black eye like, you know. No, you just it just the pain only high, like it, the punishment lo- lingers longer. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I I remember as a kid like going like my dad and uh, like took me to like games in like Tulka Park and stuff like that. And I always remember being like fucking there was I was always on edge, like, you know, because you heard all these stories like and it's and it's not like I just didn't find it like a comfortable viewing experience. Now, this is fucking years ago when I was a kid and I was just like, it just con- it constantly felt like that it was about to kick off, you know. And so that's why I didn't go when I was a teenager, because I was like six foot two or three and everyone would try punch me if they had the opportunity. So I was like, I don't like putting myself in situations where I might get punched. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to go with the likes. I remember because even Wardy at the moment plays for fucking Bowes. I think I saw a team the other day that he's played 150 games for them or something. But we used to go, they used to go to, uh, him and Smiley used to go to fucking um, Rovers matches. And they'd be like, oh, it's great. You're naming names here, Rob. Don't be naming names. Yeah, well, they used to go to matches. like, But it's like that, I always got the feeling that it feels like shit could pop off of their matches, so I'm just not going to go. 
I'm gonna like, yeah. My un- my uncle is a season ticket holder for Rovers, and he's always like, "No, it's grand. It's all right." And I'm like, I would probably go with him now, yeah. but I was because he'd know the people. <laughs> it's like I didn't want to rock in, and then just some little fella just be like, "Oh, there's a big lad. I'm gonna punch him." Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. What's the what's the what's this what's the what's the grounds in Fidsborough? That's is that for him? Is that yeah, both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Daily and, uh, Park. Yeah. So, like, what's what's the game that they play every year? With who is it? And, Rovers, Rovers, and Bows. Yeah, and there's like fucking. I remember I was I was going to uh, like a thirtieth birthday party in like uh, the back page, and driving through like guarded checkpoints, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Like, it's just like whatever Friday night, and then parking. <clears throat> I wasn't drinking. I was in there for maybe about an hour and a half, two hours. And left just before uh, full time, and there was fucking guards on horseback and ride oh, fans all over the place. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I remember constantly being like, "Why is there? What's happening in Fisbury tonight?" Like, it's and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's a fucking bows and and whatever match." I was like, oh, "For fuck's sake!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. like you know, like England and Ireland hate each other in the rugby, but there's never any messing at it. Like, <laughs> oh. I think that's because of the demographics of people that generally like rugby and the yeah. size of people that look, go to rugby. There are, nobody wants to get hit by another big fucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has hands like shovels and like, oh, I'm not getting hit by him. Just yeah, yeah him that's true. Yeah, just buy him yeah. a pint. Like, so, so much, it's so much easier. Like, so much easier. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Uh, I think we'll uh, I think we'll leave it there for this week. Um, thank you everybody for uh, checking out this week's episode of the Sheet of Breeze podcast. And if you voted for Nello, well done. You are probably wrong though, but however, it's probably <laughs> he had Django and Chain. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll probably do another one of them uh, with pick a we'll, we'll put it out maybe for you guys to pick a, a year that you think had a. Uh, plenty of good movies out there because 2012 like looking back like reading through all of our lists fucking there's a shit ton of class movies bro like good you know movies. so good movie. uh, yeah I'll try to find uh, another couple of good movie years and we could probably do one with albums or fucking TV shows or something as well like but yeah. Uh, but yeah anyway thank you very much for stopping by uh, and we will chat to you next week bye bye peace out bye bye now bye bye